motherhood, marriage, and all things adulting. That's what you'll find each week here at the Chaos Under Control podcast. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Emily Richardson, and I'm so excited to share this transparent and relatable space with you. So grab a coffee, invite a friend, and let's hang. Hello, everybody. My name is Emily, and this is Chaos Under Control. If you have not been here before, I am ecstatic that you have found your way here, and I want you to join us for every episode from here on out. If this is not your first time, welcome back, and I'm so thrilled that you have decided to dedicate some of the time of this day that you have to hang out with me. So that means a ton, and I appreciate it more than you know. But today we are in season three, episode 69, and we are going to talk about juggling jealousy. Now, this can be kind of a hefty topic for people. It's kind of sensitive, but it's very important. And we're actually talking about juggling jealousy specifically in a relationship or a marriage. So I do want to say a little disclaimer before we go any further with this episode. Please know that I am not a professional marital counselor. This is strictly advice based off of my own marriage and my relationship experience. So let's dive right on in. So jealousy is when you envy someone because of someone they are or something they have. Everybody knows what jealousy is. Now, do you consider yourself jealous? Be honest. You can think on that for a minute if you need to. But while you think on that, I'm going to take you down one of my memories within memory lane for my life. So I can honestly say that I'm not jealous at all. In my opinion, I don't think that I am. My husband says that I've had my moments, but to be honest, I don't consider myself a jealous person. So if you know me personally or have had me on social media for a while now, you might know that I worked at Hooters for a few years. As a matter of fact, I was employed there when my husband and I met and started dating, but that's not where we met, but that doesn't matter. But just for the record, I had never been to a Hooters before I applied there, and it is not as bad as people made it out to be. I actually loved working there. I remember I applied because a friend of mine worked there, and she said, it's great, you're going to love it. Just come by, look at the place, kind of get the feel of it, and you can put in an application if you want to. But I had never eaten there or actually really been to one. But it was such a fun job. I had a blast. I'm still so close with a lot of the girls that I worked with, but nonetheless, that's where I worked when my husband met me. And of course, you know, him being a guy, he thought it was the hottest thing and just so cool. But back to jealousy. Let's get back on topic here. So I worked there for several months after um, my husband and I got married. I was there when we were dating. We got engaged. We got married. And then even after we got married, I still worked there until we moved to Colorado, which was probably six months into our marriage, give or take. I still worked at Hooters. Now, it is uh, quote-unquote understandable if your significant other might make jealous remarks when you work somewhere like a restaurant. If you don't know what a restaurant is, it's what we call places like Hooters, Twin Peaks, Tilted Kilt, um, I don't know many other places, but basically female-based restaurants with servers that wear the, you know, cute outfits and that sort of thing. They're restaurants, but focused around the breasts, so we'll say. (laughs) That's what people joke and call them. So, if you worked at a restaurant, or something along those lines and you had regulars that would come in and sit at your section and request you to be their server. Situations like that and the uniform, you know, with it being skimpy and fitted and all the female staff that works there, which means that it's uh, geared towards men coming in restaurants, so to speak. Um, The dress up days, some restaurants have bikini contests. 
all those things of that sort would give your significant other some piece of leverage, I guess, to be jealous if you want to go that far. Now, let's take it a step further, though. Let's say you don't work at a restaurant. You work at a bank or you're a teacher or you work in a hospital or somewhere that the staff is male and female and the workplace is more professional and the uniform or attire is more modest. Then you have issues with jealousy and your relationship within the workplace there. But what are they tailored around? So it's a totally different vibe than working somewhere like Hooters, Twin Peaks, uh, Tilted Kilt, whatever. If you're working at a bank or you're a teacher or something that's just completely opposite of that. If there's still jealousy within your relationship there, where is that jealousy coming from? Maybe it's that you're always using your planning period to talk to that certain teacher in his or her room, or you're always having lunch together, sometimes as a group, but often just you and that other coworker. You might work the what they call graveyard shift, which is the middle of the night shift, wherever your job is, and you have a lot of downtime, which results in you hanging out with that specific man or woman that you work with. So maybe it's a situation like that. Or we could even go further to say you work from home, so you don't have actual in-person adult interaction. The jealousy within your relationship might manifest from you being active on social media, having a lot of phone calls and Zoom calls and followers on social media and people DMing you and liking your pictures and that sort of thing. So there's all different types of jealousy from a work aspect. Now, Let's move further and look from a different angle. We've covered kind of the work aspect and how that would look, but let's say your significant other isn't jealous of you and a coworker or a friend per se. Some other examples of jealousy in a relationship could be career jealousy. Maybe you have a higher job title or a higher pay grade than your significant other or vice versa. Maybe it's a fitness and health jealousy. You have a better exercise or fitness routine than your significant other, or you don't even have to try, or you do the same workouts, you follow the same diet, but you have better results. There could be all different forms of that, but there could be jealousy there. Maybe it's financial jealousy. Maybe you have less debt, more income, and more money saved up than your significant other. Again, that could be vice versa. Parental jealousy. Yes, this is a real thing, believe it or not. You wouldn't think so, but it absolutely is. Maybe your child or your children have a stronger relationship with one parent than the other. Maybe they listen to one parent more than the other. Or when one parent leaves the house, they don't bat an eye. But when you leave the house, they flip out and it causes jealousy and tension. Those things do happen, which is bizarre, but it does. It could be that. Or maybe you and your significant other together are just jealous of another couple or couples. Maybe you're jealous of the trust they have for each other, their home, their kids kids, their careers, just basically everything I've already mentioned. But instead of it being one person, it's a couple or a family that you're jealous of. So no matter what your scenario might be partaking in, jealousy in a relationship has to be managed. That's just the bottom line. Here are three key points before we tackle how to properly manage jealousy. I want to give you these three key points to just kind of guide us and pave the way through this jealousy road that we're going to travel down. So point number one, jealousy isn't a trait that you rid you or your significant other of. It's a trait that you manage. It's not something that you're trying to put out a fire and it's gone. It's something that more times than not, it's a reoccurring thing that you have to manage. You have to choose to manage it. You don't just cut it out cold turkey and get rid of it. So know that. 
Point number two, having the quote unquote win the argument mindset will never manage jealousy. If you're a person that has to always be right and in any argument, you have to be the winner. You have to have the last word. If you struggle with jealousy in your relationship and you also struggle with that, that's a whole slew of problems that that's 10 episodes worth. We would have to really, really dissect that. So you have to decide if winning the argument is more important than you or overcoming jealousy day in and day out and fighting to make your relationship healthy. You have to kind of decide. So point number three here, jealousy is sometimes a developed trait from a person's past experiences or current insecurities. So it could show up in your relationship and it had never shown up before, or it could be something that because of their past relationships or thing they've been through or whatever it might be from their past, that they've carried jealousy with them now into the present and potentially the future. It, it looks different for everybody. So I have 10 points here to manage jealousy, but I've divided them into groups to kind of make them make more sense, should we say? So point number points one through four are for verbal managing. So if you verbally want to manage jealousy, points number one through four are going to do that for you. So here they are. Point number one, listen, allow your significant other without being interrupted to communicate with you why they feel jealous about blank. Just listen, give them the floor. That's the first thing that needs to happen. Don't bicker, don't fight. Just let them share their piece. Then after that, point number two, do not get aggressively defensive and do not yell ever when you're discussing with your spouse, you do not need to yell. There's no reason for it. Be respectful of your significant other's emotions and their honesty. Listen to them first and foremost. And then after you listen to them, do not get defensive. Don't start yelling. Don't light a fire because it's not going to end well for anybody. Respect that they have the courage to be honest with you about how they feel, especially about something like jealousy. Point number three, as soon as they've told you where their issues lie, let them know that you've heard them. An example of this might be, thank you for explaining to me how you feel about blank. I am glad we were able to communicate our feelings about this. So it's easy for someone to say, I feel jealous about this, or I didn't like when you did that, it bothered me. And then you immediately reply with, well, this is how I feel about it. Because you're not really letting them know you heard what they said. Once they tell you how they feel, whether you agree with it or not, just say, I understand why you feel that way. Thank you for communicating that with me. I'm really glad you told me your side of it. Now, this is how I feel about what you said about the situation. But let them know you've at least heard them. That's important. Because even if you're pretending to hear them, you might actually catch something. And you're like, okay, wait a minute. I didn't think about that. So when you give them the floor and you recite back to them in a nutshell, what they've told you, it might register to you. You might see a different side and it might just make things better as a whole. All right. Point number, I think, where are we at? Point number four, communicate your side without belittling or proving wrong their side. The truth speaks for itself. So there's no need to passive aggressively or directly go after someone's emotions and words. Example of this would be, I understand why you feel this way about blank. I do want to share how I view blank just to see where our disconnect is at so we can be on a healthy same page. So again, you can tell them, I understand why you feel this way about this situation. However, this is how I feel about it. Now, where are we not connecting? How can we meet in the middle and resolve this fairly for both people involved. All right, so that is to verbally um, manage jealousy. 
Now we're going to move down to points five through eight, and this is managing jealousy through understanding and relatability. So point number five, jealousy thrives where trust and thanks trembles. Making sure you have solid trust and genuine gratitude in your relationship will eliminate several potential opportunities for jealousy to submit itself. So if you find that you are struggling with jealousy in your relationship, whether it's from you or your spouse, think about how much trust and thanks you have in your relationship. How grateful are you for your spouse? Because if you're not grateful for them and what they do for you and you don't trust them and you don't have that strong foundation within your relationship, it's easy to get jealous of someone else and say, man, I wish I had that. I wish he did for me what he does for her. And I wish I was that couple, whatever it might be. But if you're in a relationship that is healthy because you trust each other and you're thankful for each other, it's really hard for jealousy to take over. It really is. So be mindful of that. Point number six, reflect to what the jealousy issue is. Is it something non-existent in your relationship or is it something your significant other just wants to keep within your relationship? This will be essential in order to manage jealousy. So let me give you an example of what I, an example of what I mean by that. So if you've ever seen any of the high school musical movies, we love them. I grew up loving them. My son loves them. So we watch them often. But in High School Musical 2, Troy asked Sharpay, who is not his girlfriend, by the way, for her opinion on his Italian golf shoes. His girlfriend, Gabriella, was jealous because he didn't ask her opinion. He could have hinted at his shoes to Sharpay, but first getting Gabriella's opinion, maybe. He could have said, hey, babe, do you like my shoes? They're Italian golf shoes. And Gabriella could say, yeah, they look great. And then after discussing that with her, getting her opinion, then when he's out with Sharpay teaching her how to play golf at the place he works at, he could say, yeah, you like my cool Italian golf shoes? Gabriella likes them or something along those lines. Granted, that's a movie. It's not real, but you get what I'm saying. Don't ever, and this is, I didn't write this down, but in a relationship, especially whether it's your boyfriend or girlfriend or a husband, wife, doesn't matter. Don't ever put someone on an equal playing field for them, especially when it comes to ways to make you feel special. Don't ever allow someone else, unless it's like your mom or dad, but even then that's different. Don't ever let someone be on their level. There's a reason they are your person. Don't let someone else's compliments, don't let someone else's attention even remotely compete in that way or be equal because they're not your girlfriend. They're not your boyfriend. They should not be allowed to take up that space in your heart where your compliments and your good energy and all that goes. They need to have a special place that's reserved just for them. So write that down. Also, there is a fly that's flying around. So if you hear it, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> but point number seven, at all costs, thinking and saying that your significant other is blowing the situation out of proportion, don't ever do it. Just avoid it at all costs. There's no, no ever in history, ever in any time has someone told someone else, you're blowing this out of proportion and it has ended well. Or the other person has said, thank you so much for saying that. I'm so glad you respect me and you're hearing where I'm coming from. Don't ever say that. If your significant other is being jealous or you're being jealous and the other person says, you know, I just think you're blowing this out of proportion. It's not what it looks. It's not what it seems. If it's not what it looks and it's not what it seems, you can discuss that respectfully. But if you ever feel the need to tell someone 
you're blowing this out of proportion. What you're doing is telling them, I'm above you, you're below me, I'm going to put you in your place as if you're a child and I am the parent, and that is unacceptable. That's not okay, and even as a parent telling a child, I would never tell my son, you're blowing this out of proportion, because that's just disrespectful. His feelings are valid, whoever it is, their feelings are valid. Nobody has the right to tell someone else that they're being too much in a situation where their emotions are very heightened and very stressed out at the moment. That's not fair. So be mindful of that. All right. Now, moving on down the list to the last one for this section, point number eight, analyze if the issue is something new or has it been present since day one. If it's new, consider that your behavior might have brewed this reaction. If it isn't new, then understand that things can trigger past traumas or emotions. So an example of something that might be new, let's say that I married my husband and when he married me, I worked at the bank and then I decided I didn't want to work there anymore. I wanted to work at Hooters. Now, there's nothing wrong with working at the bank. There's nothing wrong with working at Hooters, but they're very different jobs. The hours are usually different. The job itself is different. The uniform, the clientele, it's very different. And in a relationship, you have to kind of discuss these things with your spouse and get on a level playing field. That's fair. So if he met me and I was working at the bank and then I decided to work at Hooters and he started getting jealous, he could, you know, say, I wasn't jealous when you worked at the bank. I felt more comfortable with you working there, your uniform was different, the clientele was different versus somewhere like Hooters. Now, let me say, that is not to say that if you work at a bank, you would never do anything to make your spouse jealous or they should be completely comfortable with you working there. If you're going to do something bad in a relationship or make your spouse jealous, you're going to do it no matter where you work or if you work at all. That's also not to say that if you work somewhere like Hooters, your spouse needs to be jealous because you're going to do things wrong in your relationship. That's not the case. I just want to drop a little truth bomb for you. For anyone who's concerned about places like Hooters, Twin Peaks, Tilted Kilt, those places, 99% of the people that work there, the servers are in relationships. They have husbands, they have kids, and about 100% of them do not want anybody's man. They don't care about the phone numbers people leave. They want you to tip them and leave. That's what they want. I promise you. I promise you. So don't ever worry about that because they are in there to make their money and then go home back to their person that they care about. So back to what matters though. You can see how if it's something that has been present the whole time or if it's something that's new. Maybe you got with someone that you knew their last relationship, they got cheated on and their heart was broken and they get jealous if you do something similar to what their ex did. That's their own issues, but you understand that that is trauma carrying over into the new relationship. So you understand how that would make sense there. That's just something you got to work through. I'm not telling you when jealousy is and isn't okay, but you can just kind of look at it from different angles depending on what you're going through and what the, the situation is. So the last two points, points nine and 10 are through actions. So this is ways to manage jealousy through these two actions. So point number nine, when coming to an agreement, if needed, go to therapy or find someone to confide in if for, excuse me, to find someone to confide in for outside unbiased perspective. So here's the thing. If you're not going to go to a therapist, but you're going to confide in someone who's not a therapist, 
You kind of need to agree on that. If you are planning to take your issues to your friend that doesn't like your boyfriend, doesn't like your husband, whoever it is, and you're going to confide in them and supposedly get this jealousy under control or managed, I should say, you got to go to someone that's unbiased, that genuinely is looking at it from an outsider in. They're not taking your side or the other. They're not knowing all this past history that can say, well, remember when this happened or that happened. They're truly someone that is just looking at the situation for what it is, and they're going to give you honest advice. If you have a friend that is that way, that's perfect. It's nice to have friends like that. But if you think that your friends might just take your side or might just bash your significant other or whatever, find you a therapist. I have had good and bad luck with therapy, but I will always recommend it because there are too many good therapists out there that have changed people's lives for me not to. And though there are some that I don't agree with and some that I do, everybody's situation is different. But I will always recommend in a relationship or on your own, any struggles you have, don't make yourself fight those demons day in and day out. Allow a relationship to fail or your mental health to fail. If you can get someone who is unbiased, especially professional, is skilled in this level of playing field with jealousy or mental health or any other issues going on, if you can have access to that, you need to take it. You need to go to them, present the situation, and figure out how to better yourself, your relationship, your life. You deserve it. Everyone deserves that. So I highly recommend taking part in that. Now, point number 10. This is the last one on the list, but this one, I feel like if you don't do anything else on this list, but you do this point, you are making it a point to manage jealousy, and it's very important. Point number 10. Praise the other person when they make intentional and unselfish decisions to prevent jealousy. After all, they are doing it for you, so let them know you appreciate it. So if you know that when you wear red lipstick, it makes your spouse jealous. He just thinks that it's a flirty color and you just think, maybe I shouldn't wear red lipstick, but I really love red lipstick or whatever the case may be. Maybe you should sit your spouse down and say, hey, like, I really love wearing red lipstick. I understand that you get jealous when I wear this because you think a lot of guys compliment me and, you know, you get insecure about me wearing red lipstick. But I want to let you know, you know, I just wear it just for me. It makes me feel good, whatever. You could do that. But if you want to just do something better, if you know that you're going out to the bar with your friends this Friday night and you're going to have a girl's night away from your spouse and you know that red lipstick is the only thing that makes him jealous, just wear pink lipstick and start wearing red lipstick when he's around. Get him used to you wearing it when he's around you. Maybe you and him go out to the bar together and you wear red lipstick. Y'all go to a concert. You go wherever. When he's around, warm him up to that and say, hey, I just want to show you, like, I'm doing this for me. You have nothing to worry about. Guide him through that because he may have reasons why he feels that way. He may have gotten his heart broken by a girl that wore red lipstick and he saw guys throw themselves towards her and she accepted. Who knows? It's That might sound like a wild example, but you get what I'm saying. Whatever their insecurity is that you feel like is causing the jealousy, don't ever prey on that, especially when they're not around, but rather be intentional about working them through it. Maybe they need a set of fresh eyes who isn't experiencing that jealousy from their lenses. Maybe they need you to step in and just say, hey, we're going to work through this. We're going to figure out why it makes you feel this way and we're going to manage it because it's going to make our relationship healthier. It's going to make you feel better to know that this form of jealousy doesn't weigh on you anymore. And we're going to take whatever steps are needed because that's what you do. When you love someone, you meet them halfway, you help them carry their load and you work through jealousy together. 
Jealousy will ruin a marriage. It will ruin a relationship. It will ruin you. It will. It's such an ugly thing that can step in at any time for any reason. But if you are willing to put in the effort to manage it, not try to get rid of it. Don't go into it thinking you're going to get rid of it because you won't. You need to say, I'm going to manage this. It might be present in my life, but I'm going to have authority over it. And if you can do that, if you can love yourself and your relationship enough to do that, you will be amazed how many arguments you don't have, how much better you are around your spouse, how much more confident you are in your relationship. It's it's just healthy. It's beautiful. And it is just fantastic if you can work your way through it and overcome that. I'm going to tell y'all, my husband and I do not have a perfect marriage. We don't argue a lot simply because with him being deployed, we don't talk a lot right now, so we don't really have time to argue. But even when he was home, we don't really argue a lot because we had jealousy issues a lot in the beginning of our marriage and all this kind of just chaos with figuring out a new relationship. But now that we've really taken the time to communicate with each other, respect each other's feelings and do what we can to really pour into our relationship day in and day out, we don't have a lot of those petty fights anymore. And I think these points that I gave you, I really enforced those in our marriage and so did he. And we're now in a healthy place. So I highly recommend it. If there's any points you have for managing jealousy that I did not cover, please DM those to me on Instagram at Emily G. Richeson. Let me know those. I'd love to share them with some people so they can get their relationships to a healthy place or keep them there if they're already there. So I hope y'all love today's episode. I'm so pumped about it. Thanksgiving is coming up, so I don't know about getting an episode out uh, Thanksgiving week. It might just be chaos with me going home to see family, but I will do my best. So thank y'all so much for joining in today. I love each and every one of you, and I cannot wait for our next episode. God bless guys.